Good morning. I'm Sarah French. I'm Ben Thompson. This is WCNC Charlotte to go. Here are your top stories. Happening today, the fate of two more books up for debate in Catawba County Schools. The Board of Education expected to hold a special meeting for the public beginning at 6 p.m. tonight. Destiny Richards is live this morning with Catawba County and Destiny. Previous meetings in the district involving potential book bans have lasted hours. That's right, two books were on the chopping block at the district's last meeting like this in November. And after much back and forth about whether to ban the books completely or just restrict them to access by parental consent only, the board ultimately voted on the latter. The board voted for Lolita as well as extremely loud and incredibly close to be restricted from students and only available with parental consent. In fact, a motion was made that any books on a restricted level required parental consent be placed in the media center office and kept out of general circulation. The board voted unanimously in favor of that motion. Later Gator by Lauren Miracle and The Carnival at Bray by Jesse Ann Foley are the books being challenged at tonight's meeting. Past book ban meetings have always been packed with dozens of opinionated students and families. You're banning books from a public school library. You're only keeping books from people who have no other means to get them. Don't be telling me what morality to put on my children, though. Leave the books in the school system. You don't want your child reading them. Put a ban on your child. That seems like a pretty good solution to me. The meeting begins at 6 o'clock tonight with doors opening at 5.30 at the district's headquarters in Newton. And because so many people are expected to be there, the district has put out there that there are only six, 60 public seats available, as well as no standing allowed during the meeting itself. Live in Catawba County, I'm Destiny Richards, WCNC Charlotte. Turning to more today's top stories in your morning rush. CMPD still working to identify possible suspects after a deadly shooting in southwest Charlotte. Police say it happened around 1 a.m. Sunday at Bolero on South Boulevard, north of Woodlawn. On scene, police say they found Anthony Smith suffering from multiple gunshot wounds. He later died. Officers say it's still unclear what led to the shooting. A man faces charges this morning in connection to a homicide last year. Police believe Curtis Elliott shot and killed Jamal Jones on East 24th Street in January 2023. Elliott was already behind bars for an unrelated crime. He now faces murder and possession charges for the crime. This morning, two Korean restaurants in Charlotte focusing on reopening after a fire. Charlotte Fire says they responded to calls of smoke from Let's Meet Korean Barbecue on South Church Street on Saturday. They put out that fire in about 30 minutes and no one was hurt. Firefighters believe the fire was accidentally uh, started in the ventilation system. The damage is estimated around $225,000. Good Monday morning, I'm Richard Devane here in South Carolina. Early voting for the South Carolina primaries, Republican primaries, I should say, begins today at 8.30. Now, what you need to do when you come to a polling place, you'll need your government issue ID. Also, when you vote for that Republican candidate for office, remember, there'll be seven names on the ballot for you to choose from, three of which have already suspended their campaigns for the Republican nomination. Polls close today at 6 o'clock. Here's what's happening across the Carolinas. The search continues in a North Carolina Creek for a submerged vehicle. Officials say may be connected to the disappearance of three men over 30 years ago. This was the scene Friday as crews recovered the rear axle of a vehicle 
from Jack's Creek in Washington. Crews are now set to pump water out to get better access to what's left in the creek bed. South Carolina State University plans to have a gun-sniffing dog on campus in the coming weeks. The announcement comes after a student was arrested last week and charged with carrying a firearm on school property. A demonstration of the gun-sniffing dog will take place on campus this week. Meanwhile, the school hopes to have its own dog within a month. Disney's gearing up to build a housing community in Pittsburgh outside of Raleigh. The community called Asteria will feature 4,000 single-family and multi-family homes. Sales are expected to start in 2027. And that's what's happening across the Carolinas. It is time to connect the dots when we make the news make sense. For some folks, the after-work happy hour is starting to become a thing of the past, and it's being replaced by a healthier option. Looks like more professionals are ditching the bar and hitting the gym. Let's connect the dots. According to a new report from Gym Pass, working out is how folks are trying to blow off steam after work. Gym Pass looked at millions of check-ins at gyms across the country and found after work hours were the most popular time for most people to get their lift in. And some days are busier than others. Tuesday is the busiest and Mondays are the day to try to beat the crowd. Experts say they're not surprised as more and more folks admit to focusing on their health than ever before. Data published in the Society for Study of Addiction shows the more people work out, the less likely they are to have the urge to drink alcohol. This also comes as almost half of Americans say they wanted to drink less alcohol this year. So don't be surprised if the gyms get fuller and the bars get a little emptier. And that is Connecting the Dots. Now to the day's checklist. Here are three stories worth knowing about today. One, one person is dead following a crash in Lancaster County early Sunday morning. South Carolina Highway Patrol says a motorcycle traveling north on Potter Road near Balkan Road crashed into a pickup going the opposite direction. Charles Polston, the second, was taken to the hospital and later died. The driver of the truck was not hurt. Number two, the Mooresville Police Department working to reduce prescription drug abuse. It will hold a drug and syringe take back event on March 19th at HealthSmart Pharmacy on North Main Street. The police are working with Iredell Safe Kids Coalition, encouraging people to get rid of expired or unused prescription drugs. People can also dispose of medications and syringes at the Mooresville Police Department's Dropbox. And number three, the Charlotte Hornets finally get back in the win column. The team snapped a 10-game losing streak Saturday by beating the Memphis Grizzlies 115-106. Miles Bridges led the way for the Hornets with 25 points. They'll try to make it to two in a row tonight against the Indiana Pacers. Maybe you've seen them in your friend's car or have your own. They're called bling rings and they go around your ignition, but some claim putting these rings on your car can actually lead to bigger mechanical problems down the road. Our Megan Bragg checks it out in this morning's Verify. Car just turns on and turns off afterward. Oh, that's why. Don't put these stupid bling rings on your car. TikToks and even these exposts claim car bling rings like these, which can go around your ignition switch, can prevent your car from starting up. So the question, can these bling rings interfere with the operation of your vehicle? Let's verify. Our sources, David Underkoffler, editor-in-chief at Autolist and Honda. If your key has a, it's a turn key, you're still putting the key into the ignition and turning it. 
Um, there is an anti-theft system likely in that uh, car and in that key. And putting that ring around there may actually interfere with the communication from the key to the anti-theft systems. The TikTok video we showed you earlier is a Honda vehicle. The post claims it won't start when the bling ring is around the ignition switch. According to Honda, for newer vehicles, the ignition key features an electronic code that communicates with the vehicle to bypass anti-theft protections. Undercoffler says blocking that code could be a reason why a vehicle won't start. It can basically interfere with the key talking to the car and saying this is the proper key. Uh, and basically the car thinks, okay, this is not the right key. This is somebody trying to jam the system or break into the car and steal it. Undercoffler says this isn't the case just with Honda cars, but also other vehicles that have similar anti-theft features. Could also be on push button starts. That may depend on your vehicle. Um, some systems uh, may have sort of where the key is communicating to the ignition system in a separate spot in your car, uh, separate away from the actual push button itself. So we can verify that, yes, depending on what kind of car you have, these bling rings could interfere with the operation of your vehicle. With your Verify, I'm Megan Brown. Thanks for listening. You can find these stories and more at WCNC.com. And join the WCNC Charlotte team weekday mornings, 430 to 7 a.m. Like and subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend.